Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined again today by our co-host, Pastor Neil Radical. Hey, it's great to have you back, hey, Pastor. It's good to be back, buddy. Uh, this morning we're going to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Psalm 15, uh, which is a psalm of David, only five verses long. We'll read the whole thing. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money in usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. So, uh, talk, speaking of the Lord's holy hill, Pastor, uh, yeah. where have you been lately? Oh, uh, well, We took that trip over to Israel, 30 of us from the CLC trip, trip to Israel and Jordan, and I... It's funny that you picked this psalm because if I was to summarize the conflict there, it's all about Jerusalem. It's all about mm-hmm. that holy hill, whether it be the Arabs or the Israelites or um, uh, the Palestinians. They all have this conflict of who controls. It's like king of the hill there, really, is what it comes oh, down yeah, to. Yeah. And uh, right now... The By the Arabs, way, we have this huge snow pile in our parking lot right now, and the kids are playing king of the hill out there. Really? It's awesome. Yeah, it's a big snow <laughs> That'd pile. That would be fun to watch. <laughs> Anyway, keep going. It's not fun to watch there. Right. I think I was just telling you a little bit ago as we were catching up that, um, you know, if you're an Israel, if you're, you're a Jewish person that wants to worship on Mount Moriah there, you have to, you have an armed guard because the Islamic religious group, they control that mountain right now, that, yeah. that holy hill. So it's kind of interesting that David's saying that from the get-go, who may dwell in your holy hill. Of course, that's the focus of everyone over there is the physical location right but ultimately we know as christians today the joy is that it's not a physical place we know jesus says his kingdom is not this world so my thought would be that david would be not only reflecting on the place of worship but more importantly god being in and with each one of us as believers wherever we are whether yeah. we're uh, running from saul in the wilderness or you know whether we're in israel or not yeah. in our own uh, we none of us can dwell before God because of our unrighteousness. Yeah. Whether in, we're in Jerusalem or whether we're here in Mankato, we shouldn't. We're not worthy to come before Him, and that's part of that's part of it as believers. Yeah. Right. And and that that is really important in understanding this psalm in its entirety. Right. So, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Remember, David lived before the time of the temple, so there was a tabernacle at that time, way back that had been built by Moses. Um, during the time of the Exodus, and the children of Israel continued to worship there. David, during his lifetime, wanted to build God a permanent structure there in Jerusalem, which David made the capital of Israel. Um, but it wasn't until his son Solomon that finally the Lord allowed that temple to be built there. But that word tabernacle um, is interesting because in the New Testament, in John chapter 1, um, uh, John talks about how the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and actually that word dwelt there 
is tabernacle. He came and tabernacled among us. He te- or the word tent, right? Because the tabernacle really was a really big tent. That's what it was. Um, so Jesus came and tabernacled. He tented among us. Um, and because he did that, because he uh, became the the physical manifestation of the temple, which is where the, the atonement sacrifices were made, it was made in Jesus. Because of that now, uh, we are now, you know, the New Testament says, don't you know, you are all temples of the Holy Spirit. So really in the New Testament, the temple of God, who may abide in the tabernacle, who may dwell in your holy hill, really each one of us as Christians, as believers, we are God's temple now in that sense. We are God's church. We are God's home. Jesus lives in our hearts. And because of that, now the rest of this psalm all fits, right? Doesn't that, doesn't it? Because it says, who can dwell in the toilet? He walks uprightly, works righteousness, speaks the truth in his heart. All this list of uh, uh, good things that we are to do and of evil things that we are not to do, we are now we are we have now done that through Christ, who tabernacled among us, perfectly kept God's law, and now credits us with that with that righteousness. That now we are temples of God. That sounds like where we let. Well, I know you've gotten farther, but in our Roman study over the weekend, you know, talking about. All right, here's what Christ has done. We didn't for make us. it very far. That's okay. Full disclosure. That's okay. <laughs> We're going really. Slow. I don't expect it's okay. <laughs> it's a thick steak. You got to chew it. Uh, but you know, I feel like that's what Paul is talking about in Romans, like four, five, and six, because it's like, okay, here's what Christ has done for us, just like you said. But now, how should we then live? How should we walk in that way? And David's really saying that same thing. Who's blameless before the Lord? Was well, because of Messiah. It's because of the Christ that we are righteous. Now, how are we going to walk in that righteousness, like you were just saying? So, yeah, I think there's some. Um, there's some impacted law here with these questions, mm-hmm. but that righteousness, that works righteousness, as it says in verse 2, people say, oh, works righteousness, but no, it's following the holiness that God has set before us in being set apart as his holy people, and that's what the gospel does for us. It sets us apart as holy in God's eyes. Now, mm-hmm. let's live that way, just like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's something that we can do as for self, like self-examination now as Christians is, you know, am I living the life God expects me to? And if not, you know, should I still be, you know, as I examine my life and I see the way God wants me to live, um, and as I see myself transgressing what God wants me to do, well, there's a problem there and I should take steps to correct that and live in the way God wants me to live. And then it says, he who does these things shall never be moved. You know, a neat ending to the psalm. And, uh, you know, that that uh, tabernacle uh, is gone. The temple that Solomon built is gone. The temple that was rebuilt later by uh, Nehemiah is gone. Um, and now on that mount is the Dome of the Rock, right? The, the Muslim mosque there uh, on Mount Moriah. And so um, obviously uh, the, the psalmist David here is not talking about a physical building. He's not talking about uh, the Temple of Solomon or the Tabernacle of Moses. Rather, he's talking about uh, what's going on in your heart. And your heart is the temple of God today. Our guide, when we were standing right next to the, the temple of the rock dome, said, we were like 20 yards away from it, said there, all right, here's where the Holy of Holies would have been. Hmm. There's nothing there. You oh, know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's outside that dome of the rock building, temple, but it's like, and the, the whole western wall that they pray against is the idea behind that is just to get closer to where the temple would have been. And in hmm. fact, if you go underneath, when we, we went underneath, you know, 100 feet down, and there's they've tunneled out the other side of the wall, and there's actually people praying underground against that wall as well because they want to be as close to where the original temple was. Mm. So it's mm. kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So not the phys- what's most important is not the physical 
vicinity to the Holy of Holies, right? If you're just trying to get as close as you can to the Holy of Holies. It's not far from each one of us. Right, right? yeah, Jesus yeah. tore down the veil of separation, right? So now each one of us are the temple of God. And right. we, can, we have direct access to the Father uh, who gives us that forgiveness and that faith cannot be shaken uh, as, it, as it rests in our Savior. Well said. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we thank and bless you for tabernacling among us, for tenting among us, for becoming a human, for being God with us, because in so doing, you won salvation for us through your perfect life, through your death on the cross, through your glorious resurrection. We now have full confidence that our faith shall not be shaken. Uh, Help us to grow in this faith today. Help us to walk as your children in this world and help us look forward to that uh, eternal day when we will dwell with you forever. Bless us in your saving name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we've got a number of announcements for you today. Uh, this evening, we, our online Bible class continues. We finished up 1 John last week, so um, the group wants to go through 2 John and then 3 John, so we'll be picking those up uh, this evening, uh, the two of the shortest books in the whole Bible, in the New Testament especially. So um, just some brief little thoughts there on those books, and then I believe we'll be diving into the book of Hebrews, I think is what the group said. So I uh, hope you can join us for that. Uh, the voters meeting, just a reminder, is uh, we'll reconvene next Monday, January 30th, uh, to finish, uh, God willing, to finish that voters meeting up. So hope you can, voters, please plan on that. Uh, Monday, January 30th, 7 p.m. Uh, this weekend is the Whitewater Camp, so our high schoolers and uh, some young college-age students will be heading to Whitewater State Park for the annual camp. Uh, should be a good time. Pastors heading over there for that, so uh, blessings on that. Nice to have you back. Have fun on your next trip. Uh, (laughs) They are exhausting. (laughs) I know. It's like you go on these things and it's like, this is not restful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, blessings anyway. Hope you you have fun. fun. That'll be good. It's always good for the kids to do different things like that, especially break up the the winter semester a little bit too. Right, It always comes away. And we got a nice series on heroes of our our faith. Oh, neat. um, I'm looking forward to going into those kind of character studies of what oh, okay. why their faith was put into action, you know, and why they had to rely on the Lord. So it'll be okay. good. Okay, awesome. Uh, the uh, while that's going on this weekend, we got a couple other things going on at church. Uh, so there'll be no school Friday. Um, so this Friday, uh, Mrs. Donna Clammer is hosting a Lego Robotics Open House. Um, you can contact her for more information about that if you'd like. But uh, there's different time slots for different grades and even adults. So if you'd like to do that, get a hold of Mrs. Clammer. Uh, also on Saturday, uh, there is a National Women's Virtual Retreat. Um, so you can see the announcements in the bulletin and from the memo um, with a link to that, that Zoom meeting. And uh, you can join uh, women from all over the, from the CLC all over the country. Um, that's being hosted by Tina Eichstead and Wayne Eichstead, Pastor Wayne Eichstead out in, out in uh, Spokane. So uh, uh, you can do that. But if you'd like to join some of uh, the women of Emmanuel, we're, we are going to be hosting a viewing party for that this Saturday. That'll be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the church basement. Um, there's light refreshments planned. You can contact Kim Stelter and see some of the announcements in the bulletin and memo for that as well. Um, as far as our prayer list uh, for today, we continue to keep a number of cancer patients in our prayers. We pray for Tom Jensen, Carrie Dale, Pastor John Hine, and Norma Carlson, all of whom are in various stages with their, their cancer. Uh, we pray for Trudy Dackins, who is uh, in rehab right now, uh, hoping to get home soon. We pray for Hope Redland, who ended up back in the hospital last week with a similar problem as she had last month, but uh, uh, she she was supposed to return home yesterday, so uh, we keep hope in our prayers that things went well. And then finally, uh, Diane Bodie uh, had heart surgery a couple weeks ago down in Rochester, and she was back home and recovering as well, so we, we thank God 
uh, for that blessing. And that brings us today to our Wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs. We're taking a look at Proverbs chapter 24, and Pastor Radical picked out a few verses for us here. We're looking at the last five verses of chapter 24, verses 30 through 34. Um, there's a lot of miscellaneous thoughts in this chapter, and this final five verses give us kind of an overview about what's the contrast between laziness and what we would say before maybe workaholic attitude and behavior. So verse 30 begins by saying, I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. So, Pastor, I think you know this. This doesn't talk about working hard. It talks about the opposite of that. You know, mm-hmm. seeing those in the field that aren't tilling the field, aren't working the land that they have. In fact, they're just letting it overgrow. And we know that if you don't, I remember having the weed of the garden growing up. Yeah, me too. And. If it, if it didn't get weeded, it was rough. You know, you had to keep going. I remember a few times I just went out there with the lawnmower because I was sick of weeding it. Oh. Man. And uh, got in trouble, of course. <laughs> but because that was kind of the lazy the, the lazy mindset. I'm not yeah. going to weed this. I'm just going to mow it. Yeah. There's more weeds than not because I wasn't weeding it enough. Yeah. And so the same thing, you know, there's a neat parallel here to Jesus, uh, parallel to the sower and the seeds too. You know, if we let the worries and things of the world choke us out, if we're lazy with our faith, again, we're not specifically speaking about that here, but this whole idea of laziness cannot just be in our work life or our home life, but also in our spiritual life. I think there's a lot of wisdom in looking at that here. So uh, the main thing I was thinking when I looked at this section is verse 33, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. I think we know that rest is good. Jesus and his disciples went away to rest at times. You know, whether we, we need to take breaks. There's a Sabbath day on purpose, you know, and that's why God gave it to us because we shouldn't be working all the time. But this idea of putting things off or resting or sleeping, like verse 33 talks about, becomes this lazy mindset. Well, when I'm older, I'll worry about that or I'm going to do it next week or I'll I'll start fresh this next year. You know, all these resolutions that people made and we're about a month in, most of those resolutions, according to statistics, are pretty much broken at this point. But how do we power through? We need the Lord to continue to give us that strength. So this proverb here, my thought would be, and I'd like to hear your comments here, is it's primarily focusing on our attitude of working in our day-to-day life. It's focusing on the laziness, but also can be a, applied that wisdom to other areas of our life as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think you're describing uh, uh, two ditches, kind of, right? And so many so many principles in Scripture, there's two ditches we can fall into, and God calls on us to walk the narrow middle path, right? So the one ditch would be, the ditch of laziness where you see this man who's uh, the, the man who owns this vineyard who there's thorns and nettles and the stuff the wall is broken down and then on the other hand you see those who uh, uh, so that's the, the lazy on the other hand the other ditch would be overworking yourself and and uh, uh, working too hard and too much and uh, you know I think there's as, as Christians God calls on us to walk the middle as you say God established the Sabbath day on purpose you know you know we live in the United States where there's a uh, our standard is five day work week and then the weekend, right? That's how, that's just how we operate five days of work and then two days off. That's not how God set it up. <laughs> you know, God set it up six days you work and you get a one day off, you know? And, uh, so I, I think 
as in general, our tendency is to, to lean towards the ditch of laziness where we are uh, taking too much time off. Uh, I think there's even pushes from um, many groups to have four-day work weeks and three-day weekends and things like that too, uh, to, to switch things around. Um, and I'm not saying anything is, is right or wrong, but what's, what's most important is that we uh, continue to, to be the industrious people God has called us to be. You know, uh, one guy I was uh, listening to recently is his big point is uh, clean your room. <laughs> you know, clean your room. You, should, you need your your room should be clean. This, you know, if so many people get caught up in that, got so many things to do and so many important things, da da da, and you feel like overwhelmed. And he says, take little baby steps, clean a space that you have, and make it organized and neat, and then move on and move bigger. And and his his big point was before you can change the world, you gotta you know you gotta fix the small things before you can fix the big things in the world and that's what you can see with this this lazy man you know and these things just creep up don't they you know the, uh, the the stone wall doesn't fall down overnight it just slowly wears out and wears down and, and crumbles down um, same thing with the, the nettles and the thorns you know it's if you don't stay on it every day um, problems are gonna happen and you know this this is one of the joys you know I say the joys of home ownership right um, those things wear out and wear down you know your uh, uh, the paint the paint uh, chips and and grow stale and the the uh, water heater is good, fall, falls apart eventually, and not, you know, on and on. These the furnace burns out. You know, all these things wear down and wear out. Um, and as as Christians, God calls on us to to you know be uh, aware of these things and to be industrious about these things and stay on top of these things and to care for these things because these are all these things are gifts that God has given to you. That vineyard this man owned, that wall was a gift from God to that man to care for and take care of. Your home, your house, your family, your your room, your employment, your church are things that God has given you to take care of. And so we should take care of them. We should be industrious. We should think about them and how to best care for them and keep them up keep them up the way he would want us to. Yeah, totally agree. I think uh, as we go into this, as we're in this new year, how can we continue to be good stewards with all the things we have, including our, our faith life and our home life, our church life, and putting these wisdoms of what's Solomon has given to us through the word of the Lord is, is a blessing to be able to reflect on these things. And like you were just saying, kind of reprioritize and restructure what has to get done and how do we prepare our focus, you know, cleaning our rooms, so to speak. I like that because it just it helps us stay organized for what we're trying to get done with the little time we have here on this earth. Absolutely. How was sleeping on the plane? <laughs> little sleep, little slumber, a little folding of the hands? Uh, not great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long trips. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a 15-hour flight, right? Did I hear that right? Yeah. So Saturday we left early from Jordan. We had to cross through. We, we kind of figured we, we basically traveled from Saturday morning to Sunday evening to finally get home. So we, we had like 30, yeah. 40 hours of travel. And it was just a lot. Yeah. But again, worth it. But so happy to be home. Yeah. Well, we hope to, We just so you listeners know, we hope to have Pastor Radical... Uh, expand a little bit on his journey there to Israel and he's going to hopefully go through some uh, take some different opportunities during, in the coming year to uh, uh, share some of what he experienced with us so uh, glad you're back glad you're safe trip looking forward to hearing a lot more about uh, your adventures over there so. thanks brother appreciate it our hymn of the day today is hymn 569 it's a hymn that uh, I am not familiar with at all it's in the harvest and thanksgiving section uh, there are nine verses O Lord, I sing with lips and heart, joy of my soul to thee. To earth thy knowledge I impart, as it is known to me. Thou art the fount of grace I know, and spring so full and free, when saving health and goodness flow, each day so bounteously. 
For what have all that live and move, though this world, wide world below, that does not from thy bounteous love, O heavenly Father, flow? Who built the lofty firmament, who spread the expanse of blue, by whom are to our pastures sent refreshing rain and dew? Who warmeth us in cold and rain, who shields us from the wind, who orders it that fruit and grain we in their season find? Who is it life and health bestows? Who keeps us with his hand in golden peace wards off war's woes from our dear native land o lord of this and all our store thou art the author blessed thou keepest watch before our door while we securely rest thou feedest us from year to year and constant dost abide with ready help in time of fear thou standeth at our side our deepest need dost thou supply and all that lasts for a thou leadest to our home on high when hence we pass away amen Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.